Welcome, welcome, welcome one and all to the Post Park Broadcast. My name is Hector Servan. Thank you for tuning in to this uh, theme park news entertainment conversation. That's kind of, I guess I'm going to use that phrase from now on. But welcome, welcome. I know I did fail my New Year's resolution of like not posting for uh, posting an episode like at least every two weeks. I got really allergy ridden. I mean, even still now, like my throat feels like I got a little tickle. But pollen's been really bad here in Florida, and uh, I guess I was just too late in taking my allergy medicine because it has been it's been it was a rough uh, rough couple weeks. But I think we're all better now. We're uh, again, uh, aside from that little cough, we should all be good. Post Park PPB right now is uh, got a lot of exciting things planned. We've got uh, two two trips, not one, not not just one, but two trips to head into the grid. Over in Magic Kingdom, that is, of course, the new Tron attraction. I believe this Saturday, March 4th, will be the first ride through. And then March 18th will be the second. So that's very exciting, as well as for as much as I dogged on it, I, you know, I'm all for giving things a fair shot. And we are going to be going to Roundup Rodeo Barbecue in Hollywood Studios, which is the new barbecue sit down. I think it's sit down restaurant over in uh, Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios. And uh, we didn't get we didn't get opening date reservations for March 23rd. But however, we did get some for the 25th. So that Sunday, I will be going and tasting out some uh, sweet baby rays. And hopefully it's good, because if not, then I'm really going to um, really going to let it have it really going to let them have it. Uh, (laughs) We've we've joked about Roundup Brodeo Barbecue for quite a while here throughout PPB's short history already. so it's going to be interesting to see. I think it's like 45 bucks per person. So kind of, uh, you know, but um, hopefully the taste is good. Hopefully everything is good and we'll see. We'll reserve judgments. I, I know since I'm going Sunday, they'll probably be like word of mouth already. Um, I'm going to try not to let any of that influence me. You know, there there could be some times where something other people think aren't good, you may think is good, and some things you think are good, other people don't. But so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Rodeo Roundup Barbecue Rodeo Rodeo Barbecue BBQ, whatever it's called. With that being said, now that we've covered all our bases and kind of the exciting updates for uh, Post Park, um, let's let's get into some of the news. Actually, before I was kidding, I was lying. Flower and Garden just started over at Epcot. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go for the opening day. Uh, I was aiming to try to make it over on Saturday before my Tron like preview, but I've now officially been personally victimized by the park reservation system, and so I want it dead in the water. <laughs> uh, I I think it's because I have a reservation for Magic Kingdom. So maybe if I switched it over to Epcot, but the idea was that I'd go to Epcot first, then like park hop over because I think my preview is at about 5 p.m., 6.30, something like that. It's at night. So, I mean, I really wanted to see the Tron cycle like at night, you know, the beautiful blue neon. Um, Very exciting. So I was thinking of trying to go to Epcot during the morning, the afternoon, but I'd have to mess around with the reservations. And if it's not a possibility, then yeah, I, even if it is still, I have now been personally victimized by the park reservation system and I want it gone. 
So I stand in solidarity with everyone that wants the park reservation systems gone. I know that, you know, like, I think we're getting into it later, but they finally announced a date when we'll be able to just show up at any of the parks after 2 p.m., but uh, it can't come soon enough because it's kind of crazy. So anyway, let's get into some of the news now for Reelsies this time. And it's kind of a big one, kind of a not so good for uh, Disney, another common Disney World L, common Walt Disney World L. Disney World, this was back in uh, back in February, so you can see how long I've been uh, fighting pollen. Uh, Disney World workers had overwhelmingly rejected Walt Disney World's contract offer, which offered just a dollar raise for most workers. A dollar raise. Now, I believe the deal that Disney was putting up for its workers uh, were a dollar every year. <clears throat> Excuse me. A dollar every year, which is not enough. That is insane. That's like, that's actually crazy <laughs> to to just offer only a dollar a year. I'm not too sure on what the, uh, let's see, of the 14,263 workers that voted, 96% of the workers voted no on Disney's quote, best offer. This is again, like just just crazy just crazy now apparently they did not want to uh even even offer a penny which is very embarrassing thing to come out of this whole situation and then to add insult to injury i don't know who on the pr team was like doing a little doobie or having a couple drinks on the job but they were like you know what how we can quell this with the common folk Let's give everybody, let's give cast members discounts. And I think the discount for merch for cast members right now is pretty good. But the biggest slap to the face was them being like, oh, actually, you guys were saying something about not being able to pay rent. That's crazy. Um, how about you live in our fantasy fake Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel for half off instead of living in your real home since you can't pay it anyway? Like that is that was that is crazy. That is <laughs> here. Here's fifty percent off for cast members to come stay at the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. We know that's what you want. We heard you. We heard your cries. Now you can you know take a trip on the Galactic Star Cruiser and then forfeit rent for like the next couple of months. Um, but at least you'll have a cool experience, right? That is, that should make up for it. That was really that <laughs> crazy. Like just what a what a sicko uh, type of like PR trying to make things better situation. So that's kind of insane. I think it was like a dollar increase every, like per year for four years. I think I'm not too familiar, but I don't have to be too familiar. Just like hearing a dollar raise every year is uh, not a good deal. That is a terrible good deal. So it's very good. Good on the cast members. Uh, of course, the 96% of those that voted, voted no on this deal. And hopefully, you know, somebody can come to their senses on a drastic pay increase for these cast members. They are always going on and on about how cast members are the backbone of the parks and that without the cast members, they, you know, would kind of falter. And, and it's very true, but it's all lies, pretty much. Like... To, to say it and 
and immediately be like, yeah, but we're not going to give you the raise, you know, is, is just such a nasty insult to cast members. So if you ever hear anybody higher up saying that cast members are the backbones, like if you ever hear them utter that again in a speech, whatever, it's a lie. It's like just a plain lie. And this is a big evidence of that. And I mean, what a way for Disney to really shoot themselves in the foot and just make Universal look even better. Because then, like a couple days later, Universal Orlando put out a uh, a letter. This is from Karen Irwin, who is President and Chief Operating Officer of Universal Orlando Resort. They put out a, a letter to all team members announcing that effective June 4th, Universal Orlando will be increasing its starting base rate to $17 per hour. Um, that's wonderful. Like that is, that's how you do it. And not even just a pay raise. This is a, like they're, they're adding a lot more things to further team members. And in addition to, this is from a Fox 35, uh, Orlando journal or, you know, uh, in addition to the increased pay, Universal Orlando said it also has elevated its 401k match and tuition reimbursement programs, added compassion leave, doubled its parental leave, enhanced family planning benefits, launched a new applause recognition program, and changed employee comp ticket availability from blockout calendar to capacity managed based on park attendance. Just... From jobs in entertainment to food and beverage, there are hundreds of employment opportunities available at the park, according to Universal's website. So just an incredibly stark contrast. Um, Universal is currently GigaChad, uh, and the other one is who uh, Disney is whoever else. I don't know. But Universal, I, with yet another massive W, in my opinion, and, and from my understanding, uh, from their team members as well. This is going to be a very, very, uh, very awesome thing to receive, especially as the price of things. I understand price of things are going up and it's kind of, uh, you know, they're not just doing this out of the blue. I believe even whenever I, I don't think it was last year, but maybe a couple years prior, they also universal raised their base starting pay um, to kind of catch up with the times to make sure that their team members can live properly you know um so just very very cool to see again another w from universal hopefully we can have disney follow suit at some point but also comcast just has like i'm pretty sure they have more money than god so anyway good for them and if you are working at disney and you know i'm almost fairly certain that universal is going to be looking for more employees are going to be hiring here pretty soon i'd imagine so if you ever thought about jumping ship i think i think now would would definitely be the time so moving on from from some of that kind of you know one side not cool news and the other side some pretty good news we are going to move on of course uh reservations for roundup rodeo barbecue at disney's hollywood studios were available march 23rd we already mentioned this uh, at the top of the show. We'll be going March 25th. That'll be fun. Kang the Conqueror 
is appearing in Avengers Campus at Disney California Adventure Park for a limited time. Now, of course, if you've been familiar with any of the MCU shows, they are doing some really cool synergy. And let me let me say this real quick before I keep going. Like they Disney will do some cool stuff and things like that. And it's fine to enjoy some of these things. You know, I'm not like. I don't know. Like, like I will say that things are cool at, at a Disney park and things like, oh, that's fun that they did. But it's also very important to kind of point out the fact that they are mistreating their cast members, like the people that run the parks by not increasing their pay so that they can live a comfortable life. Like, you know, it's it's very important to distinguish <laughs> that what they are doing there is very terrible. So uh, please don't get it twisted. Like I, I will hold accountability um, whenever I can. Uh, so, yeah. Moving on. I'm sorry. Uh, if you've been aware, like, of course, with all the MCU shows and movies, um, there's been a lot of synergy going on with the parks. Of course, the Avengers Campus in DCA, which is very cool. Like, again, it is a very it's very neat that they keep this like interconnectivity between the parks as well as the films. Very, very smart with the release of Ant-Man Quantumania recently, of course, we see Kang the Conqueror appear on, on screen. We have He Who Remains, I believe was his name, in Loki. But of course, now this is Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man. A uh, good film. I enjoyed it. I I definitely had fun with it. I Obviously, like I have problems. No film is perfect. Like There are things that could have been better, that could have been fixed. But again, like I'm not going to sit there and cry about the little like little things um i don't know i enjoyed it i thought it was fun so king the conqueror menacing jonathan majors is like oh my gosh he is a scene stealer i i'm a big fan of jonathan majors and i will be watching creed now because of of jonathan majors uh but yeah king the conqueror is going to be a meet and greet character in avengers campus here for a limited time in dca that's very cool again just interconnectivity and things like that. I wonder what they're going to do. We haven't heard any more updates about the attraction, the new e-ticket Avengers attraction. That is another thing that I am like fully convinced is not going to get made at all. Um, Just because like, especially with that concept art that they put out with, of all the heroes, like you better hope that all your heroes are masked because I don't see how they are going to, pay all this money for all of these MCU actors to come back for this one e-ticket attraction um, and like show face. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I was getting at. Uh, we Again, we haven't heard anything about the attraction. So who knows if, if that's, if that's happening, especially cause it's, it's about thing, a uh, thing. Hmm. <laughs> I was trying to say Thanos and King. Um, <laughs> it's about that thing um it's about thanos it includes thanos and of course we are currently moving on to kang the conqueror so you know it's gonna be interesting it's gonna see gonna be interesting whenever that we hear more about that moving on uh speaking of marvel studios marvel studios has pushed back the release of the marvels which is going to be the follow-up to captain marvel we're going to be seeing uh this will be a trio of heroes, Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau. I forget the character, like the hero's name. And and Miss Marvel. I'm very excited. 
Now, apparently, Miss Marvel is like a scene stealer. I loved, I really, really enjoyed the Miss Marvel show. I thought it was adorable. I thought it was fun. Uh, she really is like the character, I think, Iman Vellani. She just great casting. If there's one thing that the MCU has been like almost pretty much, I believe, like 10 out of 10 for is their casting. So the Marvels is getting pushed back to November 10th. It originally was going to be releasing in July 28th. But of course, November 10th is a new release date. So, you know, keep that marked on your calendars. I think that it seems as though Marvel, hopefully, I've been hearing people say that Marvel, MCU, Kevin Feige are like slowly pulling things back, you know, to give th- times, uh, sorry, to give things time to breathe due to uh, money reasons. I don't, you know, I would hope that it isn't solely because of money reasons. I don't believe that. I would like to think that the critiques and the uh, negative responses to some of these movies recently uh, are really like becoming apparent to Kevin Feige. I think Ant-Man had the lowest opening of any event, like MCU movie ever, which is kind of crazy. So hopefully they are taking the time to polish up some of the like CGI effects or like develop stories even further. Again, I there are like a couple bad, very, like very obviously CGI like green screen moments in Ant-Man Quantumania. But for the most part, like there was nothing in there that offended me or made me like hate it. Um but it is no secret that they're kind of, and the hate is kind of not even, you have to be careful with what you're even hearing about the hate on the new MCU movies. It just seems like people expect too much at this point. Um, and I feel like that's where a lot of the negative feedback is coming from, like internet, TikTok, people, like comic book movie reviewers or whatever. And, you know, MCU does have some very valid things that need to be critiqued that, you know, called out for again like of course some of the cgi stuff like that some of the dialogue you know but there's a way to point some of that some of those things out without simply being like yeah this movie's terrible this movie's so bad like uh, blah 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 you know so i hope that regardless of how it's getting to them they are listening and they're going to take their time with the things they put out i believe like rumors are that the only things guaranteed to come out in terms of TV shows this year are Loki season two and secret invasion. So, which is crazy because there was supposed to be echo and I think something else, Agatha might have been scheduled for the end of the year, but I, I'm not certain, but again, all of that is rumors. And Miss Marvel, I mean, the Marvels has a new release date, November 10th. Keep that in your books. Uh, I'm going to say this one. I don't know how, uh, if there's any tickets left for this, but Disney After Hours is expanding to Epcot starting June 1st and Typhoon Lagoon May 20th. Tickets on went on sale March 3rd. Oh, that's tomorrow. Oh, never mind. Well, there you go. Tickets on sale March 3rd. Resort and guests early purchase opportunity starting February 28th. Prices $75 to $149 plus tax. So there you go. I've been thinking about doing an after hours event just to see if it's kind of worth the value, like, you know, what you pay for, if there's value there. 
I imagine the benefit is uh, getting on attractions that you want to get on a lot easier, pretty much like walk on, it seems like. I'm not too familiar with the exact details, like if you get free free drinks, free snacks, free anything, um, or what after hours events entail. But again, I guess that would have been the whole experiment, right? Is is testing out if it is worth your time and money. So there you go, tomorrow or today, whenever this comes out. I believe it'll come out Friday. <laughs> um, let's move on to a very fun and exciting part of the year and that is halloween horror night speculation maps this is when things start to ramp up i do believe that at least in hollywood the hhn team has been you know has been starting work for this year's event so that's very exciting i am not too sure about orlando's but here, um, these are the guys that bring us the speculation maps just about every year. And of course, we have like just a very basic rumored map to start with, version one. And of course, it gets refined as the year goes on until the actual event. So this is from Horror, Horror Night Nightmares at HN Nightmares on Twitter. That is at HN Nightmares on Twitter. And they said, happy HHN 32 season, everyone. You've been waiting. You've sent us messages. So here's version one of the speculation map. Now, remember that this is based on current speculation and will change as this season progresses. So let's go over it, huh? Hopefully you've seen this so far. Now, of course, listed first is going to be Chucky. Now, Chucky is like officially confirmed by Universal. They put out, I believe, that announcement last year, like end of last year. So Chucky is 100% confirmed. I do believe they're getting like another season on sci-fi for the show. I don't think that's out yet. But uh, yeah, so Chucky is confirmed. After like two years of like random Chucky appearances. And it's because they weren't even scare zones. Like I don't, I don't know. Very interesting though. Very fun. I used to be terrified of Chucky. Like I used to like kick and scream. We I think we used to have like a VHS of it and it was like it was bad we had to get rid of it that's how scared i was but then i watched the movies and i immediately kind of felt foolish do i look foolish um because they're just kind of like so silly like the first one's pretty serious and then they just get off the rails from there then we have these are like the new speculation houses universal studios monsters phantom versus dracula and i believe someone i believe i believe i believe i saw a tweet from someone who is like a part of the halloween horror nights crew and i think that they came out and were like what would the phantom and dracula have to fight it against so i don't know if that was him like shutting down that one instantly but who knows? Universal Studios Monsters, Phantom versus Dracula, or Phantom and Dracula. Phantom of the Opera. At the Opera now. That's that's the wrong. That's lame is. Um <laughs> moving on. I'm gonna skip this one. I'm gonna come back to the speculative house for C. And we'll move on over to the next one. And just says Krampus, original. Krampus would sure. That's fine. Then E for E, the next house we have is just a an anchor with, I don't know, and it just says original. So 
something C-related. Next speculative house we have is the Whores of Blumhouse, and here they include Megan and Insidious. Now, the last couple of years they have been doing, like Blumhouse has been there in some capacity for the last couple of years, of course, and they do the, you know, they have like two of the Blumhouse films into one house. So it's not out of the question that they would have another one. Megan, I think, I think it made so much money that like, yeah, I, I, I do see Megan coming back or coming to the Blumhouse house, <laughs> um, in some capacity. So that, that, you know, you can't write that off immediately. I would be interested. Fun movie. But the other one that they have is Megan and Insidious. I do believe they're making another Insidious. I it's either Insidious. This is where I get mixed up. It's either Insidious or it's Conjuring because I'm pretty sure that Patrick. Oh man, what's his name? I know you know it. The guy from The Conjuring, and I'm gonna stalling for time here. Patrick Wilson. I believe he's directing one of them, whichever one it is. Don't hold me to that. So. I don't know about Insidious. I don't know. We'll have to see. Then we have Layer of the Banshees, which I imagine are like shrieking banshees. Then we got Devil Dogs, which I don't know. I guess bikers. Welcome, bikers. That sounds cool. Then for this one, we have very funny. It's just a guitar and a lightning bolt. <laughs> so that's very funny. And the last one here not including the one that I skipped. It is just like a random, I believe, Japanese title, Japanese name, and it just says original. And I believe it translates roughly to Japanese creatures. I I think I'm I think I did my research correct when I searched it up. So if you know what that translates to, please correct me, but I'm pretty sure it's Japanese creatures. Now I'm going to circle back to the house that I skipped because on this speculative map, they have the last of us. Now, to my understanding, the only properties that have been made into houses have been like from a third, like a team up have been Netflix. I do not think we have had a HBO property or anything of that sort necessarily incorporate into the parks now would the last of us be fun sure the show is fantastic if you're not watching the last of us right now we're like a couple episodes away from the first season ending so you know if, if you're someone who just wants to binge it all the way through you're gonna have that opportunity here in a minute it is it's a fantastic show i think they've done a phenomenal job translating the game to like television They've expanded on a lot of stuff that just gives you like a deeper appreciation of some of the characters. It's it's wonderful. It's very, very wonderful. Bella Ramsey and uh, Pablo Pedro. Oh my gosh. Uh, Pedro Pascal are phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Joel's and Ellie. Just incredible. So Last of Us House would be fun. I think the monster design, the creatures of the infected, like the spores, the uh or what do they call them i forgot the clickers i think it could make for a good house that you know there's no denying that but i don't know that one if i had to say that one of these is like a for sure not gonna happen or i'm feeling like hesitant on believing that it's the last of us one so yeah that is your version one of the speculation map from 
the Horror Night Nightmares team at, on Twitter at HN Nightmares. We will, of course, continue to follow any Halloween Horror Night developments that that get announced or that, you know, we see them building stuff. You know, it's come, it'll come up, blink of an eye, pretty much, especially for the stuff in Vegas. Now, let's move on. I need to come up with better transitions. Like that's just, (laughs) um, here's what I was talking about a little bit earlier. We finally have official dates of some of these, uh, these pass holder promote, like, I don't, I don't know, benefits, I guess you would call them that we heard a little bit about last year. I believe we now have some dates beginning April 18th. Walt Disney world annual pass holders will be able to visit the theme parks after 2 PM without needing a park reservation, except for Saturdays and Sundays at magic kingdom. And of course, lockout dates will continue to apply on your annual passes. So again, to recap, pretty much the current system in place is the park reservation system. You have to go online through the app and book your park reservation, which I've brought this up once before, and I'm going to bring it up again. I hate that you cannot make that when you click like make a park reservation, it takes you to a Chrome tab. Like it takes you to a Safari tab instead of just making the reservation on the app. I don't know why they don't just move it all onto the app. It's a little minor thing, but it bothers the hell out of me. I don't know why. So (laughs) tangent rant over, but you make a park reservation, you pick your park and then you go, you can go, you, let's say you make a reservation for Epcot, make a reservation for Epcot. You go, you wait until 2 PM. And then now you have the ability to park hop beginning April 18th. You will be able to just go to the park after 2 PM no matter which park it is, of course, except Magic Kingdom on Saturdays and Sundays. So I guess it's a start. Everyone wants park reservation systems gone, uh, but I guess this is as good as it's going to get for right now because from everything higher-ups keep saying, it just seems like park reservation is staying. So next up, starting March 20th, Walt Disney World guests purchasing Disney Genie Plus will be receiving digital downloads of their Disney PhotoPass attraction photos taken in the park on the day of their purchase at no additional charge. Again, this was one of the things that annual pass holders already had, kind of. They had We had an even better version of this where you just had the PhotoPass with your annual pass. It was It was so cool. Like, it was so good. You got to go on, like, Expedition Everest, right? Boom. You just put your little magic band and you've got the photo and any other ride that took your picture. You just, you know, but now you have, it's like a separate purchase as a separate add on, but I guess this is kind of better. Not really, because you still have to purchase Disney genie plus now to receive your photo pass attraction photos at no additional charge when you buy Disney genie plus. And of course, Disney genie plus will be a, you know, the price of it will be determined on a day-by-day basis, depending on how packed the parks are. It's kind of crazy, I guess, but there you go. March 20th, that benefit will kick in. So we have a first look at the flower and garden merch that is going to be dropping or already dropped. As I mentioned, flower and garden just started. We have some cool orange bird merchandise. I am more a big fan of orange than I am of purple. 
And I don't mean to say that to point out any specific character. I just hate um, purple in the Epcot Park figment. I hate figment. <laughs> um, the Orange Bird stuff looks very cute. I do like the jerseys, the little backpack with Orange Bird's face on it. And he's got little sunflowers across the... Is Orange Bird a... a I don't know. But they have the, you know, little sunflowers across the, the head. It's very cute bag. Orange Bird, Mickey, mini ears corksicle cups things like that you've got some crocs i know the kids go crazy for crocs these days i have never been one to fancy crocs you have snow white flower and garden mini ears or it's a collection with its dooney and burke bag as well so that's very fun those are just the little first look things that they've got here at least from this blog post. I'm sure there's tons more and I will be, again, trying to see more of the festival merch as well as the topiaries and some of the stuff that Epcot has to offer for Flowering the Garden, Flowering Garden this year, hopefully Saturday, if I can figure all of that out. Speaking of Flowering Garden, Disney released new photos. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter anymore because it's <laughs> they're already there. But pretty much Disney has new topiaries this year. And the minute you walk in, you will be greeted by Mirabel, Antonio, Isabella, and Luisa, who are, of course, the Madrigal family members from the hit movie Encanto. So that's very cool. These look very fun. I think people people were saying that it looks, they look so real. And they do. But the like actual, I don't know, the, not what is considered like their clothes flowers, but like, I don't know what, what this is, but it doesn't look real to me. It looks like it's like a big styrofoam cutout and then they just place like the flower clothes on it. But with that, that's not like me saying it's a bad thing because they look real. These things are gorgeous. These things are awesome. 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 I can't wait to go take a look at these myself. I think, you know, any new topiary or anything new for festivals is very welcomed. I do believe Mirabel has a butterfly on her hand that lights up at night. So that's cute. That's very cute. I I enjoy this. I enjoy this quite a bit. I think that some of the... Now, I understand it's for like... Uh, how should I say? Money reasons that they don't change them or add new ones every year. But I think it should be to a point where like about every other year, there should be an overhaul for all of the topiaries at some point. Because they're like, for the most part, they're all kind of still the same to my understanding. So that's just me. But yeah, Encanto topiaries at Disney's Epcot for Flower and Garden. Very cute. Then we have a video here from at Thrill Geek on Twitter. And this is from a Super Mario, like, or whose video is this? This is from at Brightest World underscore. It is from a parade that they have over in Universal Studios Japan and it is the Mario like the Nintendo section and it's just about the coolest thing ever. It is phenomenal like just the coolest it's like it's like a it's like a float and it looks like a little chunk of Rainbow Road. And in the front you have Mario and his Mario Kart and he's like waving to you he's like whatever and then behind him you have Bowser on his like four-wheeler. It is a, the Mario is a person in a costume and he like waves and stuff to you. The, (laughs) 
the uh the bowser one is not it's just kind of like a a static model that kind of twists left and right but they're surrounded by coins there again it looks like a piece of rainbow road there's people all over just it is such an impressive float i hope that we get some kind of float like that here when epic universe opens it has been officially com- announced that nintendo world will be a land at epic universe they announced this at the opening of nintendo land over in universal studios hollywood and i believe the president of universal i think that's who it was was like you know the worst kept secret in america but we will have nintendo world over in florida at epic universe hopefully we get something like this because this is very cool and i think we i think we deserve it we don't deserve anything especially here in florida but I digress. And the last piece of news that I have to share with you guys is that recently, March 1st, was the first episode, the return of The Mandalorian for, I believe, season three. Very, uh, haven't seen it yet. I don't know if I want to wait till they're all out or just watch them week to week as well. But of course, Pedro Pascal is back as a dad looking after his child. And with that, there have been talks you know mandalorian and grogu appear over in disney in california at disneyland at their uh galaxy's edge land and for the longest time there were like rumors that we wouldn't have things like boba fett or i believe boba fett was one of them but we wouldn't have people like the mandalorian walking around because he doesn't fit into the timeline now alleged allegedly we have to follow a timeline because of Galactic Star Cruiser, like that thing, that like waste of space really ruined everything. That, you know, it, it set between this distinct time period, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, guests from the Galactic Star Cruiser come to Galaxy's Edge. So for them to see Mandalorian and Grogu, it kind of breaks the immersion, quote unquote, immersion, whatever. So apparently apparently that is why we haven't been able to have characters like this. And at the you know on one hand I understand cuz there's a reason why we don't have we don't have nice things. But on one hand like they know when the two like two guests on the Galactic Star Cruiser are supposed to be on but two. So it's like why don't you just put these like everyone? Why don't you put Darth Vader in there? Why don't you put Mandalorian, who cares? Why don't you put them in the land when those two guests aren't on Batu from the Galactic Star Cruiser? But anyway, they did a little surprise, and Mandalorian and Grogu are now available to meet in Universe. Uh, you know, oh my gosh, at Disney's Hollywood Studios in Galaxy's Edge, which is very, very cool, very awesome to see him walking around in the Mandalorian outfit with Grogu in the little pouch. Super, super adorable. Now, here's the downside. This is why we don't have nice things. And that's because at least over in California, either the capacity is way lower or people are much more civil over there that they don't immediately crowd Mandalorian, the Mandalore uh, with Grogu. Here in hell, I mean, Florida, everyone in their moms like swarms Mandalorian and Grogu. And it's just like a disgusting sea of people crowded around him. Um, as they're like trying to walk through the land. And it's just kind of like when you see those distinctions, 
it's very obvious why we don't have nice things and why Disneyland has more walking characters than we do. And it's just, it's crazy. I don't know if it's, again, if it's a manner difference um, or if it's kind of a capacity thing. Uh, You know, maybe in Florida we get more tourists than I believe Disneyland is like more local people. I don't know. But so it's like we won, but at what cause? And apparently this isn't like a limited time meet and greet. Like apparently Mandalore, um, the Mandalorian and Grogu will be meeting at Disney's Hollywood Studios and Galaxy's Edge for the foreseeable future. So that's cool to hear. Hopefully it was just kind of like a hype moment that they were getting swarm like crowds of people swarming them hopefully that was just like a one-time thing for the hype thing and it slowly dies down and we can have a more like reasonable walking character from the mandalorian and grogu walking around the park that would be cool we'll try to go we'll try to go catch him one day now that is the last piece of news i do believe so if you've made it all the way to the end, thank you. I truly appreciate it. Uh, I've had to cut out a lot of times where I just like have a coughing fit because my throat is like, <laughs> it's getting ready to, to cough. So I'm going to close it. I'm going to end it there. Of course, again, we have a lot of exciting things to look forward to. I'm going to be talking about Tron on the next episode because I don't, um, yeah, we'll see if there's enough news to do a show next week. If not, we'll do the second week, of course. And I think we'll be we'll have had our second ride. I don't know. But we'll talk about ride. We'll talk about Tron when we get to it. Of course, we'll talk about Rodeo, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue when we get to it. And all the fun theme park entertainment news that is happening right now. Thank you. Thank you so much. My name is Hector Servin. This is Post Park Broadcast. And I will see you guys in the park. Adios.